Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Here's the question a couple of weeks ago, whether or not social media should play a part in upcoming elections. I, that's probably an outdated question. The fact is they already do have a, a major part in, 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 in factor in, into this and, and have for, for you know, the last couple of elections. But how far do you go down that road and, and just how much influence should be allocated to social media? And, and it's it's... I think fair to say that an awful lot of people are a little bit skeptical and rather guarded about this now. Well, for instance, because of the ongoing investigation that's happening in the last uh, U.S. presidential election and the impact that social media and Facebook and Twitter may have had on that, not in necessarily getting people to vote, but in influencing certain areas. And I know that some people rather naively say, well, that couldn't have happened for a voting block as big as the United States. But you don't have to get everybody on side to alter a vote. Anyway, joining us to talk about this whole uh, phenomenon is uh, Simon Kiss, Professor of Journalism and Leadership at Wilfrid Laurier University. Simon, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. I, I guess uh, too much of a good thing can be somewhat problematic. Uh, are we right and justified in being skeptical about the role that uh, that social media and, and, and Facebook and Twitter and others could play in elections? Absolutely, we should be skeptical. Um, I'm not entirely sure that we should be so concerned about uh, this story about uh, their role in uh, organizing uh, leaders' debates in Canada. Uh, I think we should be more concerned about the role that they play in disseminating uh, false uh, or misleading information. Therein lies the problem, and, and, and I think that's well-founded as to exactly how that information gets out there, who, I, I guess, analyzes the information, first of all, and, and maybe more importantly, who consumes it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly the story. I mean, I think the story uh, today about um, that that the Trump Star kind of published about uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook wanting to be at the table as as a new policy for running leaders' debates uh, is developed. Is I think what Facebook and Twitter would want is that I think that they would primarily want the feed of the leaders' debate in any future elections, so that um, people could essentially watch it via Facebook or Twitter. Um, I think the concern about, you know, what we call fake news is about uh, the extent to which um, Facebook and Twitter are able to or are obligated to kind of label or warn people about uh, uh, news that is that is sort of suspicious uh, and, and do some vetting that we expect regular media to do. We're not ready. Uh, we're not that intersection yet, are we, Simon, where social media is simply going to take these over? In other words, if you wanted to view the debate, you'd have to go on to social media. Uh, I, I know that some people look at television as a rather outdated medium, and we can have that debate, I suppose. But the reality is I think it's still an effective tool for certain demographics. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet, but it certainly looks like we're headed that way. I mean, I don't have a cable subscription if I wanted to watch the leaders' debate. Um I don't know how I would do it, honestly. I don't uh, have a, an over-the-air antenna anymore. Um, uh, I probably would have to kind of uh, go online anyway and stream it from, from CBC's website or uh, something like that and stream it to my TV. Um, well, wasn't that the problem that, last de- the last time with the debate here? Because the major networks didn't follow through, and, and it was kind of a piecemeal television uh, coverage of, of the debates, and there were a lot of Canadians that didn't have access to it. So that's... I mean that's that's partly right, and that's uh, partly one of the reasons I think why. Um, uh, well, I think people have been frustrated with uh, television networks in the past and how they've conducted uh, uh, debates, and partly about uh, decisions that they made about who gets in and who doesn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, people have kind of you know asked fair questions about why it is that you know unelected 
conglomerates like uh, uh, Bell and uh, who owns CTV and uh, the other major networks sort of are the ones at the, the table uh, saying, you know, okay, Elizabeth May and the Greens, you're in, you're out. Uh, the block is in or the block is out. Um, so people have fairly asked questions about, about why it's those networks that get to make those decisions. So I think that's really what's driving um, the, the, the move to kind of have a, um, a, a kind of a debates commission to set some transparent uh, rules in advance about who gets in and who gets out. And uh, I think it's fair, I think it's fair to, ha- to, to actually have Facebook and Twitter kind of at that table, um, given that, that people are headed that way. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.